You're listening to History Makers, and joining me right now is Dave Mann. He's the Australia Pacific Director for the Global Outreach Day. He's a great man of God. How you doing, Dave? How you doing? Great, man. Now, mate, let's uh, find out a bit of your story. Whereabouts were you born and raised? Um, I was born in a small town uh, in New Zealand called Hawara, about 10,000 people, farming community. Mm-hmm. And what about your upbringing? Was it like a religious upbringing, or, or did you come to faith later in life? Yeah, both my parents had, had something of church, uh, but my home uh, was reasonably dysfunctional, to say the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, um, so religion was more something mum hoped we'd get into us to try and sort us out so, you know, later in life. Mm-hmm. Okay. And was there a, a moment when you can say, yep, that's when I was born again? Yeah, yeah, there is. Um, I was about 11 years of age. Um, that's when my mum uh, became a Christian and discovered that there actually was something behind all the church stuff. Uh, the power of uh, the Holy Spirit really touched your life, and, and there was sunshine in her eyes. Um, the home was the same. The circumstance was the same. She was different. And, and I just, I knew I needed whatever it was that she has. She said it was Jesus, so I embraced <laughs> Jesus. And um, and she became the authority on uh, all matters related to God and religion for me. I took everything to school and told my mates and all of that just from day one. Oh, good. Okay. And did they all notice the change in your life? Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, probably I was extremely quiet because I was um, really the confidence was beaten out of me. Uh, the, the real change was that I immediately had an awareness that God had made everyone equal. And so I wasn't a subhuman, which is uh, realistically the way I saw myself right through my childhood. Uh, at 11 years of age, I realized kids in the class were actually no different to me. I therefore had the right to speak up for myself or to speak even with them. And, and so my confidence just began to, to grow in leaps and bounds just through that revelation from God in my heart. And tell us a bit about your career. What did you do for work when you finished school? Well, through school, um, just became very passionate about the gospel and had a very good friend. We, we'd um, pray in our school and outreach together. Uh, at age 16, I didn't know visions were possible. I was in quite a conservative church, and I had a vision. Uh, and it just basically uh, indicated, you need to go to Bible college. And a guy emailed me a promotion for Bible college uh, at the same time. Actually, he posted it to me, and because um, it was early 90s. And so, yeah, I went to, straight to a theological degree at age 18 and then straight into outreach ministry and uh, did rural ministry on behalf of churches uh, and then spent about nine years pastoring in Singapore. And we came back to New Zealand to do what we're doing currently uh, around about six years ago. So Singapore, what was it like pastoring as a Kiwi over in Singapore? It was awesome. Yeah, I was involved in the church. It was a great church. Uh, we, we brought the church into the, the things of the Spirit during that time. Um, and, and the youth, young adults, had had a really uh, rough time, so I led that initially. And, and we just uh, we, we saw actually hundreds of young people came to faith. It was fantastic. Different environment. You had to throw everything you knew sort of out the door and really learn how to minister based on principles because principles work in any culture whereas the way you apply them is different so no i I learned heaps from the experience i I was the only caucasian in that church for a number of years and um i loved it yeah it was fantastic did you learn a lot of the local language um no i didn't no i I learned how to order my food (laughs) that's that's really about it yeah tell us how you'd order your food in singapore i'd be curious 
Oh no, you, you just you just learn the learn the names of the food, you know, and uh, you know just um, you know they'd be Chinese or Malay or Indian sort of um, names, and you know just say what you want, and yeah. So come on, can so you say like it. hamburger or fried rice or you know pizza? Is there yeah, anything yeah, that, that, that sort of thing? You know, chakwe tiao or you know kui chap or whatever. Oh, that's is, pretty yeah. good. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I'm getting hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now you've also been involved in this global outreach day, which I just love the idea. Uh, tell yeah. us for those who've never heard of Global Outreach Day. What's the concept? Um, in 2012, two German guys, Werner and Stefan, had an idea. There's a national or international sort of day of prayer. There's a global day of the whale. Um, they thought, why isn't there a Global Outreach Day? And the Holy Spirit anointed us at Pentecost to be witnesses. So they thought, let's go for Pentecost and make a Global Outreach Day and see what God does. And uh, so they picked the last Saturday of May for regularity. And since then, it's actually become the largest outreach mobilization effort in human history. So it's an incredible tale, and it's exploded around the country, more than 155 nations, estimated 300,000 participating churches. Um, really just incredible that God is, is bringing back to the grassroots of his church a knowledge of the gospel and a desire to share the gospel with people around us. Uh, so, so instead of being, you know, based in big programs where people are invited, that, that's always part of the picture. This has been very much about a pat empowering down the chain of command through the pastor to the member, and, and, it, and it's taken off. Well, I just uh, love the concept, and I, I met the guys when they came to Australia a couple of years ago, and mm. they came into the radio studio, and they were just bursting uh, with energy and enthusiasm, <laughs> and uh, I love the whole concept because we need to get the church back to having a culture of evangelism, because mm. so many churches just think, oh, it's up to the pastor, or it's up to the professional evangelist to go and win souls, but yeah. the reality is, all of us are called to go out and outreach, aren't we? That's the one. And tell us, yeah. what, what are some of the ways that you're equipping people uh, in this uh, Global Outreach Day? How are you stirring people to get out of their pews and to get out into the streets? Yeah, I mean, if, if I tell you a bit of what we've done in New Zealand the last six years, maybe as a backdrop, I, I think that uh, what we do, the results come from um, what, what we do, right? So results come from behaviour. Behaviour comes from thinking. And so if we think about evangelism and say, man, I can't do that, no one's interested, uh, then, we, then we can't do that. Um, if we think evangelism is about confronting people with the gospel, well, that's not going to fly in our society because most people think that religious truth doesn't exist, right? They think all religions are the same. And the question would be, how do you tell the truth to someone who doesn't believe truth exists? <laughs> the answer is you can't. But, but the one thing you can do is what Jesus did, and that is he talked with people. And I think that we've, you know, we've, we've reduced evangelism to pattern methods, formulas, and events. When if we look at Jesus, he went around and he talked with people. He engaged with them. He loved them. He took an interest. But then he was authentic. And so he, he, he was a believer, if you put it in our terms. I am a Christian. You know, so I don't ever need to be ashamed about that. For me, it's like this. I'm not telling you you have to believe the same. But, you know, and with that kind of DNA in a conversation, the fact is that our societies uh, in, in the West are actually very open to talking about Christianity. Now, what they take offense at is when we come across as pushy or bolshy, like, you know, we've got the truth and no one else has. And, and of course, we believe that to be the case, but, you know, um, people skills are, are valuable things. So, so we've focused on that in New Zealand, and we've had hundreds of churches just turning their tune toward evangelism. Um, we've been encouraging that it's not just about Global Outreach Day, it's about building a culture of evangelism. So we've been suggesting to pastors and 
this is what we're bringing to Australia as well, that, that, that really that the key leader in a church has to make the main thing the main thing. We have a mission to make disciples out of non-disciples. And that's got to start from the pulpit. So we've got uh, hundreds of pastors in New Zealand who, who are beginning to preach every year a sermon series about the gospel and conversational skills and the Holy Spirit's anointing for witness and, and teamwork and evangelism. And, and so it all just begins to change. And so really the, the vision here is to empower the local church uh, because they've got the keys, you know, with the Holy Spirit to reach their community and to unlock it. It's about building the vision and faith in our hearts to believe that we can all do that. And we can do that for our neighbors. We build the skills for conversation. We learn to listen to the Spirit. And, and, and he puts the fire and the flame to that. So you're equipping pastors uh, with this sermon series where they can mm-hmm. preach on evangelism. What's the, uh, what's the focus of these sermons? Is, is it all you know, taken straight from the Gospels? or uh, w- w- Where's the uh, focus from? Yeah, it's, it's very practical um, training. So, so let's say a lot of churches might think to run an evangelism seminar if no one was interested in evangelism. Uh, I don't know if all your churches are like ours are in New Zealand. I suspect the similarities. Hardly anyone turns up here. <laughs> They're not interested. They think they're going to be bashed with something from the 1950s. So, so what we're suggesting is put that stuff through the pulpit, but, but really look at how, you, how we relate. So I, I think that the four areas of curriculum, if we can use that word, is the centrality of the gospel, conversational skills, but in teamwork skills and knowing the power of God and our evangelism. Mm. And so those are themes that can be used on sermon series. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's a couple of the habits. You know, one would be every year, let's preach some, some outreach training on one of those topics, and we provide sermon outlines uh, that can help pastors with that. Uh, secondly, let's get small groups talking about it, because then in the small groups, everyone engages, there's teamwork, there's accountability. They might decide to have a barbecue together and invite some neighbors over or whatever. So... Um, that dynamic, you know, really begins to play and, and, and things begin to happen. So, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the direction. I love the way that uh, this uh, movement has spread all over the world. Like, we're talking Australia and New Zealand here, but uh, let's face it, uh, this Global Outreach Day is massive in many different other nations of the world. What, what, what stories have you heard of uh, other countries and, and how it's, uh, you know, uh, impacted, like I just saw something on the website that the Dominican Republic saw over 42,000 decisions for Christ. Uh, Guinea saw 44,000 decisions for Christ. Uh, <laughs> many nations are really running with this, aren't they? They are, yeah, you, you're right. They're absolutely incredible stories. I mean, Uganda, to give you another, uh, last year, one million decisions for Christ oh, in Uganda. Whoa. <laughs> um, 53,000 uh, evangelistic groups became active. Um, about 5 million Christians participated, uh, um, 170 recorded new churches amongst all of that. And, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's this whole thing of changing from the come to us to the go to them. Uh, to give you an example, in, in Germany, um, where the founders are, there's a, a province, and I, I simply can't pronounce the name, sorry, Matt, but um, in this province, 17.5 million people, um, they've got 10,000 Christians right, and 8,500 homes. So, so this little bunch of Christians had done things for a couple of years with Global Outreach Day, and then they thought, hey, let's do something big. Let's take the gospel to every home. So they created a newspaper with, uh, is it, sorry, Nick Vucijek. I always pronounce his name wrong, sorry. Nick Vujicic, yep. Thank you very much, yeah. <laughs> and, and then also um, they had uh, an ex-prostitute who'd become a Christian. They threw it on the cover. They organized a stadium event, and the secular media picked up on it. So they had this whole province with this massive promotion through secular media, you know, for free. And then those 10,000 Christians took those newspapers personally to the doors of 8.5 million homes. Mm. What an effort. 
and uh, and and as they went around on all the homes they got to prior to uh, the the event, uh, they went with free tickets, and people could get one of these free tickets from them to come to the stadium event and, and hear Nick, you know, life without limbs um, preaching, and so. Yeah, just even things like that, where, where the church begins to unite around the gospel. And that's, that's what I'm convinced unity is about. Our unity isn't in prayer. The Great Commission isn't go and pray. We can pray in our homes and our churches. We need to pray. Our unity is in our mission, because we've got a purpose on earth. And, and God takes no delight or joy, if you excuse me, just preaching briefly, in the suffering of this world that we all experience. God wants it finished. He's waiting for us to finish the task he gave us. And, uh, and that's where our unity comes, when we put our hands together and say, yes, let's seek God, let's pray, and let's ask for wisdom to do something to connect the gospel to others. And, and that's what's happening country by country. I love what you're saying, mate. And, you know, Matthew 28 isn't the great suggestion, is it? It's the great commission. <laughs> We've, it's it's uh, such an important commandment for every one of us. And uh, you were just talking about Nick Voyagic before. Uh, you know, uh, I interviewed him like, I don't know, 12 years ago on the radio wow. uh, when he had just started traveling around and speaking at schools. And I remember speaking at a school event with him and all the kids lined up to give him hugs. Uh, you know, wow. and he doesn't have any arms, so he just kind of shoulder hugs these these kids. But he talked about identity, and he talked about the love of God. And uh, you know, look at the you know this young Brisbane boy who was suicidal as a teenager. Now mm. look at how God has used him to reach people all over the world. And uh, yeah. I know on the the website he's featured there uh, on the Global Outreach Day website. And let's just say, uh, you know, let me just mention this too. There's some great partner ministries uh, that have partnered with the Global Outreach Day uh, from missions like Christ for All Nations, uh, Alpha, uh, the Foursquare Gospel Church, Campus Crusade for Christ, Every Home for Christ. So many great missions mm. organizations have partnered together. And uh, I've actually just spotted on the website a bunch of friends of mine from Japan. Uh, I've been over there wow. four times preaching in the last few years, and I know that they're very passionate about Global Outreach Day as well. So it's our yeah. turn, Australia and New Zealand. It's time for us uh, to uh, to really get activated in the Global Outreach Day. So it's coming up May 27, uh, 2017. How can people get involved here in Australia, mate? Well, if, if they want to subscribe at the website you know, as a, a, for their church, they're welcome to, globaloutreachday.com. Uh, for pastors, uh, we've got a, a separate webpage, globalirishday.com.au. Mm -hmm. um, but I'd say the encouragement really is, last Saturday of May, the goal is simply every Christian try to connect the gospel by some means with one person. Mm. So what we do is we do something. And, and you know, if someone's super bold, maybe they go out and do a survey or, of houses around a church to ask about things and engage conversation. But if someone's not, maybe they put something on their Facebook and just post up, I'm a Christian, check out this awesome video. You know, it's, uh, it's Pentecost. I just want to celebrate what God does in our hearts. You know, we, we just do something. And uh, the, the slogan that Global Outreach Day has, I, I absolutely love. Uh, if everyone can reach someone, together we can reach the world. And, and I think that really is the vision that we need before us. Most of us aren't heroes. We're not, we're not amazing superstars, but all of us can do something. Just on, on the 27th of May every year, the last Saturday of May, just do something, and it will help us all to, to, to build and to participate in the lifestyle that we hope becomes our everyday lifestyle of engaging conversations and sharing faith. Well, it's such a wonderful event. I love that it's G-O-D, Global Outreach Day. <laughs> so you work for God, hey? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, mate. Well, it's so good to be able to catch up with you today. Thanks for sharing the vision of Global Outreach Day. Once again, people can find the Aussie website, globaloutreachday.com.au. Thanks for your time, mate. Kia ora. God bless.
Hey, brilliant. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater. And why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's Word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor.